It is Sunday, June 23rd, and this is The Rally. Hey everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and it's time for another episode of The Rally. Today, the Rail Riders go for a series victory over the Durham Bulls, and that's as a result of winning yesterday's contest. They fell on Friday night, but they won last night 4-3. Some more late heroics for Scranton Wilkesbury on this homestand, but the scoring began for the Rail Riders in the bottom of the third inning. Bravik Valera came to bat with runners at first and second and won away. Rail Riders wanted a run. The Durham Bulls wanted a double play. Valera's switch hitter digs in for the right-hand side against McCain. He swings the first pitch, grounds it up the middle. Play by the shortstop, Cronenworth to second for one. Relay to first, goes wide of the bag, gets behind the first baseman low. Around third and into score, Trey Ambergie. And on the error as the ball skipped away, Ambergie scores. And the Rail Riders are on the board one to nothing in the bottom of the third inning. Next man up for Durham was Nick Solak. He homered to right field, a two-run shot, and the Bulls had a 2-1 lead. In the bottom of the sixth inning, Rail Riders got a leadoff triple from Mike Tockman. He sprinted around the bases and later sprinted home. He tied the game on a wild pitch by pitcher Casey Sadler. So the game was tied at two, but the inning wasn't over yet. Not if Logan Morrison had something to say about it. 1-2 to Morrison is driven high in the air and deep to center field. Velasquez going back on his horse, looks up at the wall, and that ball is gone. For the third straight day, Logan Morrison has gone deep, and this one puts the Rail Riders on top, 3-2 to two in the bottom of the sixth. Three straight games with a homer for Morrison, his 12th of the year, and it put the Rail Riders on top, 3-2. But Durham, resilient, scored a run in the top of the seventh on an RBI double from Jason Coates. Joe McCarthy, the Scranton native, scored, and Durham had tied it up at three. So we go to the bottom of the eighth inning. First two men were retired. Rather ho-hum for Casey Sadler, who continued to spin out on the mound. But before he could push the game tied into the ninth, Ryan McBroom came to bat. 1-1 to McBroom, the pitch, swing, and a fly ball, left center field. This is hit well. Velasquez goes back. He looks up. It's gone. With two down in the bottom of the eighth, Brian McBroom crushes one, and he puts Scranton Wilkesbury ahead 4-3. So the Rail Riders with a go-ahead home run in the bottom of the eighth, making it 4-3, but Danny Coulomb still needed to get the final three outs he struck out the first man, Michael Perez, but then he walked Joe McCarthy. But then he struck out Jason Coates, and so there were two outs and a runner at first. But Joe McCarthy grabbed his first steal of the season, and suddenly a single could tie it with a runner in scoring position. The next man up, Andrew Velasquez, walked. Runners were at first and second. Danny Coulomb stayed out there, and with a couple of strikes... He tried to polish off the league's leading hitter in Jake Cronenworth. No balls, two strikes, two outs before a near sellout crowd at PNC Field. Coulomb wants to slam the door on this one. Looks to second, the 0-2 pitch, breaking ball, called strike three. This ball game is over. Ryan McBroom with a go-ahead homer in the bottom of the eighth. And Danny Coulomb strikes out the side in the ninth. And the Rail Riders come away with a win. The game took two hours, 41 minutes to complete before a near sellout crowd of 9,641 on a beautiful Saturday night at PNC Field. Danny Coulomb picks up the victory. He's 2-0. Casey Sadler picked up his first loss of the season for Durham. He's 1-1. One one. 
Ryan McBroom, the offensive hero, finished two for four, raising his season average to 320. He was the only rail rider with multiple hits in the game last night. If you listened to Saturday's episode of The Rally, you would have heard half of our conversation with Baseball America's Josh Norris. Associate editor has been with BA for six years and has been covering the Yankees minor league system overall for the better part of 12. Yesterday, Josh talked about the lower levels of the system in Trenton, Tampa, and Charleston. But the other part of the conversation had to do with his visit down to Durham last week when the Rail Riders were down at Durham Bulls Athletic Park. While he was there, he got to see Giancarlo Stanton, he got to see Aaron Judge, and also got to see yesterday's starting pitcher for the Durham Bulls, Brendan McKay. McKay was taken fourth overall by the Tampa Bay Rays out of Louisville, and the numbers have been excellent. Five innings, one unearned run for McKay. It lowered his season ERA to 1.08. He certainly seems like a guy that's going to be cracking that Tampa Bay Rays rotation sooner rather than later. And so, without further ado, we begin our chat with Baseball America's Josh Norris. Well, in all honesty, I went there to see, I mean, Stanton and Judge were uh, part of the, the attraction, but it was mostly because I wanted to see how Brendan McKay, the Durham pitcher, how uh, one of the best pitching prospects in the minor leagues, would do against those guys, whether he would, you know, his stuff would play against, you know, $350 million or whatever it is of of slugger, and it turned out it played pretty well, even though on a day when a command-oriented starter didn't have the best command of his uh, career, especially arm side with fastballs, he was able to get plenty of swings and misses on those guys. He got them to uh, wave over curveballs. He got them to look at curveballs for strike three. He struck him out three times in four uh, plate appearances. So I, I'd say he did pretty well against that in a, in a game where he was really amped up to start and, you know, see how his stuff played against probably the best uh, players he's going to face all year until he gets to the major leagues. And tonight it's game one of this series. We're expecting to see McKay uh, tomorrow, game two, whether there's an opener thrown in front of him or not, that still remains to be seen. But you got to see five innings, seven strikeouts from McKay. Obviously the the whole Durham Bulls staff shut down the Rail Riders that day. They were held to a season-low two hits in that ball game. Um, McKay's numbers are really, really impressive on the pitching side. What do you see from him in terms of, from that start that you got to see, what do you project him into the big leagues as? Well, I, I don't do projecting myself, but I will tell you, everyone to a man has told me he's a number two starter in the big leagues. Wow. I've heard, I've heard that number a lot. And, you know, you could see it. I, I just, you know, wrote a story about him, Mackenzie Gore, Casey Mize, and Nate Pearson about how they're the part of the next wave of pitching to come to the majors, and you know, the thing about McKay is he doesn't have a 97-mile-an-hour fastball. He doesn't have a 70-grade breaking ball. He doesn't have any one knockout pitch, but what he has is a group of fives and sixes that will set you down just the same. He's going to strike out his fair share, guys. He's going to command all quadrants of the plate when he's on, and he's going to get a lot of outs. He's big, he's poised, he's athletic, he's, you know, he's um, very even keel on the mound. He's not gonna, you know, pump his fist after strikeouts or, you know, make a big show of anything. He's just going to be, uh, he's just gonna get you out. Period. 
And my my first two questions as we bring you in as the Yankees expert have been about Brendan McKay. And I'm going to ask you a third question just to wrap things up on him. He was taken fourth overall out of Louisville a few years back. Really as a two-way player, he had 18 home runs his final year with the Cardinals. Um, Where do you see that part of your game? Where are you hearing that part of his game might go the closer he gets to the big leagues as a pitcher? He is going to he'll, he'll get some time there because the Rays are are mega creative. I'm sure he'll get plenty of time to to, to hit. Um, it's nowhere near the quality of his pitching game. He's got some pop. He's had a few home runs here, but you know scouts say that you know it's it's nowhere near. If he's if he's a hitter, he's not a prospect. But he's a pitcher, and he's going to be very very good. And I'm sure they'll throw him a DH every now and then. Maybe be flexible with him so they can you know move him back in from first base to have him pitch and then move back to first base as matchups dictate. It should be very fun to see how they deploy him. We're here with Josh Norris, associate editor for Baseball America, who's been a guy that's really been able to bear down on the New York Yankees over the last six years with BA and then six years before that working for a newspaper in Trenton, New Jersey. Um, We've got a guy down in Trenton, New Jersey, a pitcher for the Trenton Thunder we want to ask you about, but before we switch over to that, I want to just ask you on, uh, obviously, Aaron Judd, Giancarlo Stanton, those were two of the guys in the lineup for the, the Rail Riders that day down in Durham. Anybody else pitching any of the other guys in the lineup? Did anybody jump out to you from, from this group here in Scranton this year? I mean, I really only saw the one game, yep. um, and I wasn't really bearing down on them. But Raynal Espinal, there was something about his fastball I thought was really sneaky. Like he wasn't, you know, jumping up at 97, 98, but at 93, 94, I, I believe that's what he was throwing. It was getting swings and misses. I think I saw it probably his best start of the year. Um, I know they've liked him in the past, but he was he was sneaky effective that day. Um, yeah, that's really the only guy I saw that day that really. Uh, yep. You know, really impressed me, but it, there, if, as we continue our conversation, you'll find that they have plenty of young pitching, but it's mostly concentrated below AAA at this point. Big thanks to Josh for joining us on the pregame show, and big thanks to you for making the really part of your day today. First pitch between the Rail Riders and the Durham Bulls begins at 1.05. Pregame coverage with Adam Marco and me begins at 12.35. You can catch all of the action on the Rail Riders radio network, the TuneIn Radio app, and on the MILB First Pitch app as well. I'm Adam Giardino. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Giardino. G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later today.